Put a mustache on Boober Fraggle and call him Gallagher Crosby, attorney at law. This is GeekCast Live. It's a trap! Uh, hi ho there, uh, friends, neighbors, scallywags. So, um, you are now. Yep. Uh, Ford Housewives, uh, Excitable Housewives, and everyone else who listens to the show. Welcome to episode 467 of the GeekCast Live podcast. I'm just going to go ahead and be your host, GCR, and with me, as he is wont to do. Uh, Spooky Nick. Yep. And cart oh, wait no. And the ghost of Cartoon Joe. <laughs> yes. And I've, I've and, got two roles tonight. Right. And and Robert Robert the, of the base. Mm-hmm. It is a two man go rodeo uh for you this evening. So do with that as you will. Uh by the time this posts you will be all probably fully recovered from this mother of all non holidays. Did it fucking just pour a bunch of snow on you guys up there too? Dumped it. Just dumped oh it. God. It stopped right before trick or treat, but all day. Yeah, all it was day. it was enough to just uh I think we had a whole six trick-or-treaters this year, which don't get me wrong, uh is one more trick-or-treater than we had last year. So the numbers are trending upwards. But uh I was hoping for more. Well, this is the truth, uh, and we're recording this the day after Halloween at Trick or Treat. Uh, I it officially starts here at like five o'clock mm-hmm. in my neck of the woods, and at like five twenty, five twenty, I left to drive my son across town to go haunt a neighborhood with his buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, I I pull. I I live in a pretty you know. It's a, a, I don't want to phrase that. There's a lot of houses. It's a residential. I backed out of my driveway and almost hit like 27 kids in the first 50 yards. We had the most trick-or-treaters we've had in at least five years. Wow. I mean, mobs. And that's a good thing. That's that's dedication in that fucking nightmare weather. It was cold as shit, too. Yeah. And we've got our little one out and their friends. And then the oldest and the middle one were out with their friends. So that, that was cool. But yeah, I mean, it was, they were romping and stomping. So I had to stop on my way back, dropping him and reload had to stop in and rebuy candy because we were going to burn through our, <laughs> our reserves in like the first 20 minutes. So wow. Uh, all that to say, shit weather, big turnout. Um, I not, I'm not a big Halloweener. It's just not my thing. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'll, I'll pass out candy and, you know, Hell yeah. I'll pull uh, a wagon around the neighborhood full of hot spiced something. But there you go. What are your thoughts yeah, you, on like, you and your like bride teens? Are yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we love Halloween. Absolutely. Uh, well, obviously, you guys are, are more of Halloween folk. Probably my best Halloween that I've had in the last 10 years. It's a, um, yeah, no, it's a special time of year for us. But what are your, what are your thoughts on like, uh, like teenagers or older teenagers, like going door to door and trick or treating. As long as my policy, as long as you're wearing a costume, 
come on, come all, be merry. And as long as you're not like rolling the little kids for candy, which I don't think is a thing anymore. No, I, like I, don't, was a big I don't thing in like the 70s and 80s, but I'll see people like it was a jungle back then. Yeah, and there's so much fucking candy around now. Yeah, like it's, it's there's a, so much god. There's no need to steal from little kids. There, yeah. there, there'll be surplus Halloween candy from now until like there, next Easter. There's an argument to be made if we were to look at uh, the the surplus of candy and goods and uh, how well children treat each other these days as a result of that, and um, how universal basic income might be. For the betterment yeah, of all mankind, right? But uh, anyway, uh, these yeah, little no. fuckers are like like peaceably bartering for like yeah. peanut M and M's, and like I mean, I and would I fight my sisters that. for like the good stuff back in the day. Yeah, it's it's a different time entirely. Yeah, well, so I brought that up uh, specifically because we had a couple of teens come over to our house uh, yesterday, and like we're of the same mind, like. Fucking like honestly, you could just knock on my door, even if you didn't have a costume, it'd be like trick or treat, here's a bag. I would throw candy in it. I don't give a shit. You walked up to my door, it's the day. Um but uh apparently they had gotten like turned away and like had doors shut in their face, like the previous couple of houses. <laughs> and I was like, really? Wow, that's fucking horrid. Uh were they so, in costume? Yeah. So like oh. I don't know. And incredible but ashley yeah no ashley handed out candy and decorated the house and went like all uh all nine yards or whatever it is and it's uh it was incredible um real good time good yeah we uh we made the most out of it miserable weather if anyone cares i don't know why you would uh ryan has is leading businesses every fourth wednesday he leads the the men's group Bible study mm-hmm. at the Fowler uh, Bowling Alley Tavern. So if you're in town every fourth Wednesday, uh, I'm stop and give that a whirl. Uh, you do, still doing the Pastafarianism thing, or is that? Is I that think a... he is. Yeah, it's, it's it's something about yeah. It's it's the light of Christ in a seven ten split or some shit. That's the pamphlet he wrote. I don't know. Sure. But it, so that's that's there, and then Joe, uh, cartoon Joe is, who is usually the one doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's actually uh, he's actually at a pickleball uh, pickleball for seniors event where he is mm-hmm. sort of actively involved. I don't know the extent of it. But sure, I would say that he's in he's round like six of a thirty-two round tournament. Yeah, it's like one of those mega ones that that. Uh, it's been going on for Matthew days Perry. at this point. Yeah. But we wish him the best. May he... Matthew Perry? I know, or that didn't work out well. well oh, Joe. Cartoon Joe. Oh, it was the other Cartoon one. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, hopefully he doesn't throw a hip. Uh, well, speaking of... the letter Kenny sense, in which case, you know, throw away. Speaking of friends and things that make you smile, <laughs> what's been making you smile this week? The picture, the, well, honestly, just I wasn't laughing until the mental picture of Cartoon Joe throwing hip. Yeah, laugh. Um, juking out some seniors on a pickleball court, right? Yeah, no. um, aggressively, like like he leads with the shoulder, like just yeah. just plow as a senior. It's yeah, good stuff. As long as you got one foot planted. Wait, is that basketball? I, I smile with you know 
seeing little kids enjoying Halloween, stupid holidays it is. Uh, and that's honestly about you know, the only time I've smiled. Honestly, the only time I've smiled this week is that freaking SNL clip that you sent or one of you guys sent of the <laughs> the George Washington's vision for America. That made oh, me laugh. God. That made me like have I think to that like, was Ryan. Hey, Lindsay, come over here and look at this. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, made me happy. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, it's been fucking bleak, man. The last couple weeks, like on the world stage, has just been. Oh, it's we're been not fun stuff. Too deep into it all, but we may touch. We may break our fourth wall vow and talk a little bit about it because you just can't even have a pop culture reference. A you know, geekology, you can't even find your, you know, your, your, uh, that's what we're looking for, like your, your safe haven point, your escapism is even hard to find, uh, when the, the climate and is such as it is right now. Yeah, there's so, so much going on and it's a lot. But, uh, is anything made you smile this week before we uh, get to what's sucking the life out of all of us? Sure. Uh, actually, there are a couple of things, I suppose, that have been making me smile this week. Uh, one, so uh, I have been teaching children how to do binary numbers, and that's been going surprisingly nice. well. So I've been pretty excited about that. They've like been interested in it and enthusiastic about it and have been learning how to use binary numbers, and I think that's fun and neat. Uh, it is. There's only two, yeah. but I mean, it is... Yeah, I mean, there so, are only two, but like once, like, I don't know. So primarily I'm teaching it to my uh, fourth, fifth and sixth graders right now. And uh, okay. so it is just like ones and zeros. Right. But on the other hand, you are operating with different powers. Right. Because the ones and zeros, it's the binary set. It's uh, like a Boolean expression. It's either on or it's off. True or false. Um, and. So they're going through and learning like their exponents and um, how to do like complex equations and also how to like apply this binary number uh, and like do conversions with it, basically, like to figure wow. out. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Like actually That's watching heavy them. for that age. Yeah, for, I like cool. sure. And and like they they have been fucking crushing it. So I, I could not be more excited about it. Uh, and then the other thing awesome. is I have been, uh, as I guess I am eternally plugged in online and, uh, I have been watching a lot of, um, um, like coverage is probably not necessarily the right word, but like, um, um, summaries and thoughts on like the day-to-day -day ongoings of the various Trump trials, um, oh that God. are going on and, yeah, it's kind of amusing at times. I don't know, like, <clears throat> not quite as. What's sad like, about? No, what's that? Uh, no, no, I finished your thought on. Oh, I was going to say, so it's not. Uh, um, I guess I, I wish that I could be watching some sort of live feed um, for the trial itself, much like we got to do with the Alex Jones trials um if only for like just a pure entertainment um uh like point of view on it but that being said like it's pretty interesting um 
you know, I, I guess I've been learning a lot more about law and courtrooms this year than I probably ever thought that I would learn in my life. So it's been like fascinating to watch. Um, a little bit like procedurally and like learning how like depositions are done and how they're taken, uh, like what you do, like how various people go through and prepare witnesses, uh, different things, like different boxes that you have to check in order to get um, summarily judged. Uh, learned a couple of great wild, ways to not do that. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's surprising uh, to me that the nature a... of gag orders. Well, I've no, I've been simple, learning a lot. Gag orders is such a simple judicial piece that yet somehow uh, a certain person manages to make you know into, into theater, and that that whole thing, you know, which was like honestly one of the low all those Trumpian type things in the January 6th trials was like part of the low point of like uh, you know, early 2023. I mean, now it's almost, such to your point, it's serving as like comic relief watching that that parade of monsters, you know, <laughs> make statements and testimony, especially like the old family now. Sure. I mean, it is, it is, a, it is, you have to laugh at it. One, because it is, objectively funny and because what else are you going to do i mean yeah exactly it's, it's embarrassing but like as we might touch on later like in contrast of what every of what else is dominating the news cycle it's like you know it's like what you would get if a greek tragedy was sold at dollar general that's perfect yeah yes yes i think so uh, yes kirkland brand socrates or whatnot yeah yeah homer i guess and more homer than than socrates yeah socrates was the asshole to just ask too many questions but speaking of asking too many questions mm. i've got some questions for you please In, uh honor of this belated spooky season uh i've been dying to pick your brain so mm. what are some of your favorite horror or like halloween season movies i know you're not super big into like the whole halloween thing but are there any that you kind of like gravitate towards or any that you like seen over the years that you really like i am not a horror movie fan at all which i know not even like the pulp or camp style or i didn't like like scream i mean mm -hmm. I, I that i remember i remember it because the first one was very memorable and pop culture relevant sure uh I'm not into like the Saw series. I've watched the classic stuff, mm -hmm. um, like the original Halloween's and Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, and like Hellraiser and stuff like that. I guess more when I was sort of a younger person, I would watch that. But I'm not into like what I think passes for horror today, which is like gore based, jump scare based. That's not my bag. I think that um, they're. There is some good choices out there these days that are like newer that aren't necessarily just gore or jump scare, but I would definitely agree that like some of the the bigger named ones, especially like Saw, like Saw is, I would barely consider it horror. It's basically just gore porn. Yeah, that does not work for me at all. Uh, when it comes to like scary, I mean, I'm I'm more like Stephen King adaptations i think halloween ish mm -hmm. i mean if i had to go like slightly off script to your answer i mean 
I, I really enjoyed Stranger Things. That's kind of the most Halloween-y themed thing that I've been into lately. Sure, that's, that's good, always good sort of set around five. that. Yeah, well, it is. I mean, it's usually it's usually how the seasons kick off is around Halloween. Uh, you know, like literally. So there's an obviously a sort of like there's some scare terror there. So I enjoy that. Um, with most of the classic ones, like the particularly like the Halloween, the Halloween franchise has been mm-hmm. you know beat to death, played out way too long, but. You know, those for their time, the, the first couple and the first couple, like Friday the 13th, those were pretty freaking scary and obviously had the social impact to last, you know, ages. Like, three, I, cut, three my, I cut my, yeah, I cut my teeth on those movies. Like, yeah. but I'd say, as far as, yeah, horror, I'm not enough of an expert, uh, but for like, you know, scare and Halloween ishness, that'd be my answer. What about you? Is there something that, is, uh, that really you know speaks to the season? Is there one that you watch each year at all around the Halloween? So holiday? there are a couple that I actually like gravitate back towards. Um, so one of them, while it's not necessarily like a Halloween related movie, uh, I'm a sucker for Event Horizon. Have you seen that, like with Sam Neill and uh, Lawrence yeah. Fishburne? Yeah, hell yeah! That I, is, I, I wouldn't like, have thought of that of like space horror, but I all yeah, right, all right, oh my god, I love it! Like, and it's just like Warhammer prequel Hellraiser in space. It's fantastic! Like that's that's, that's, that's a wild that is, flick. It is a fucking wild flick. Uh, it's one that I love coming back to. Um, I also really like, uh, and I don't know why, this is probably just because of my childhood, but I often go back and watch like the 99 The Mummy with like Brendan Fraser. Hell yeah. No, I love that. I don't know why I go back to it so often, but I do actually love it. Yeah. I think that it like, it did, like there were a couple of scenes that like really freaked the fuck out of me whenever I was a kid. Like I thought scarabs were going to be a legitimate problem at some point in time in my life. Uh, cause like, I don't know, there's like three or four scenes where like a scarab lands on somebody and like, you just watch it either like crawl into their flesh or like devour them alive or like uh, scarab phobia. I get that. The, the half reanimated mummy with like, like it's jaw partially attached. Like it's fascinating. Like it's, you know, I think it holds up well enough. It's entertaining and like, well, it's not necessarily like necessarily scary. Like it, it holds a place in my heart. Uh, and then I, I can respect that. Uh, I'll watch it. But I can respect that. Sure. Uh, and then the other ones that I would come back to would be like probably it's not necessarily a series per se, but like, have you ever watched the VHS movies? uh like face it's it's actually mm, i think so let's see here vhs uh it started in like 2012 you know what like the the like the ring like those no so not kind of but not necessarily so the concept of it is that it's like 
usually an anthology set of like short stories and movies all put together. And sometimes, most of the time, there's like an overarching story that ties them together. And okay. the concept is that there is like somebody in the story will end up finding these old VHS tapes. And these VHS, like they'll they'll inevitably put one in and like play it. And they'll be like, it's like found footage style of right. like snuff films and like what if demon ritual or like you what the fuck? some colleges like college students go out in the middle of like Mexico and they stumble upon like some Aztec ruin and some fucking like Aztec monstrosity will fucking tear them all apart or zombies is a particularly popular one. It's really fascinating. It is not child appropriate by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but they're really like, it's, it's kind of like it evokes like a, uh, uh kind of like a Blair witch style. I've never um, even heard of this. Um, and like i particularly like anthology projects it's it's fun um some of them are obviously better than others um because it's just an anthology that, you know you're just going to get some some that are not nearly as great as other ones but a lot of them are fun some of them are really unsettling and uh it's interesting <laughs> it's worth checking out i think if you're into horror and it does um admittedly like if you're not huge into gore there is probably a more than its fair share of gore in there um but it's really fascinating <laughs> sounds I think there's shit. a little bit but there yeah i mean it, yeah it is kind of but um it's fun if you're in the mood for something that's just like i want to watch something that'll make my skin crawl for a little bit I do not. I never want that feeling ever. Yeah, no, it's no. not my. It's not in my emotional spectrum. That whole like heebie-jeebies, jump scare, uh, hack. It's not. Uh, I can I'm, like. I'm I can appreciate it every now and again, but I think the internet like probably desensitized me a little bit as a kid. So, hey. Well, speaking of things that that have not desensitize you because i also had something i wanted to pick your brain about in the spirit okay. of uh you know halloween and all the other stuff but that we're doing fears were on my mind and i i kind of wish the other two goombas were here too but i, I suppose two-man party like i want to go know your top five biggest fears and the definition of fears can be open-ended okay. uh, you know it's like uh well i'll, I'll give you my i like and i, I not necessarily yeah, leave me in great order and i'll tell you towards the end what sparked this what sparked this thought uh, okay at my, at my number one i think okay. uh, but like for me number five would be like heights okay which might seem odd as i am a uh tall person but yeah you're you're perpetually I, high <laughs> i am not all about it i do not like i don't have i don't really have a fear of flying but like open high spaces yeah uh makes me queasy and twitchy and um 
irritable bowel syndrome and, and a number of other things. Sure. Ever since Sir Isaac Newton cursed us with gravity, like Correct. I think that's completely reasonable. I just I'm not into it. Dude. So. I suppose, like so. I don't mind heights that much, but like I, uh, my, it seemed like mine is my number five was pretty comparable on that, uh, which is uh, elevators and also enclosed spaces. Like yeah. I get, I get some mild claustrophobia, but like I get real fucking anxious in an elevator, like being in such a small enclosed box. That's it's not like, natural. It's, it's an entirely like dependent on outside mechanisms and assuming that everybody has been like properly maintaining those mechanisms. And if not like a cable snaps and like, there's a lot of gravity in there. And sometimes those brakes work and sometimes those brakes don't work. Uh, yeah. And the, even the percentage chance odds of that are, are enough to make me not love it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of stairs. Like, I'll walk here, but I don't like it. Yeah, I would much rather, I'll I'll absolutely walk up 10 flights of stairs. Yeah, yeah, 100%. (laughs) I feel (laughs) so. What's your next one? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna say needles, but specifically like blood drawing type situations. I'm not tangibly afraid of it like talking about it but when it, when it comes time like uh my body actively resists it and you know i'm a per i'm a person that doesn't really like i'm not i don't have a lot of fears necessarily like sure. it's not a, not, not a trait of mine sure. um, and i don't have like a pain fear it's not the pain of it there's something about needles and like reaching my veins um that it gives me the the yeah like panic sweats like you have to like the nurse has to like pry my arm i'm not even trying to keep my arm like flexed up against me but it's, it's really weird because it's sort of it's involuntary it makes me, it's one of the things i have to like laugh sure. at it to get over it sure but, uh, yeah, man, and I was listening to this week's Behind the Bastards. They it was on uh, Dracula, and they Ooh. spent a, a fair amount of time discussing, um, like, uh, basically the invention of needles and like the like air quotes discovery of like blood transfusions and the fads that thereof uh, in the 1700s. Oh and, God. Uh, it's there might be something like I don't know, generationally baked into us at this point in time from some of the horrifying things that people did. Humanity is so dumb. Oh no! What is this? Running out of time? Huh? Uh, that that's a good question. Uh, let's keep powering, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, speaking of uh, yours, uh, I think we're on the same yeah. wavelength here because I also picked some blood suckers for number four, uh, the British. Oh, God, uh, you're gonna say Das Leeches, but okay, no, yes, yeah, British. like uh, contemporary or all time, or just I don't, both. <laughs> I'll allow both. The kingdom, uh, the kingdom thereof, and just like. I don't know the untold horrors that they've done unto the world. Uh, ah, the untold yeah. horrors that they've uh, directly done to ancestors and family of mine, and I don't know. 
Yeah, it seems not great. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a reasonable thing to be afraid of, the British. Uh, I'm, and their food. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, gross. Next one. So I, like, I like that you went there and you went with an entire culture and weather and, um, and cuisine. It's like a trifecta there. Yeah, I really went for Now I want to go off script and pick a little subculture, uh, but I won't. Uh, I tried to find an animal. I don't really have an animal phobia. But that was uh, I, I'm ripping this list from another podcast. I like, and that that was littered with animals: snake phobias, raccoon phobia, or just you know, like real tangible fear. I, I have friends and family that are like deathly afraid of snakes. I'm, I'm not necessarily. Um, if I had to pick a, uh, an animal, though, it would be jellyfish. Yeah, fuck jellyfish. I'm sure that they're it's, it's a fine it's an unnatural, an unnatural creature. And I had a time in my childhood, not young childhood, but like early teenage years, we're on family vacation in Florida at Soviet night. And uh, very vividly, I remember like I'm swimming not far off the shore, off the beach, and all of a sudden, like, I'm on fire. And I oh looked God! I yeah. swam through. I swam through a squadron of of like two inch, three inch jellyfish. Yeah, fuck that. And they stung the fuck out of me. I bet they did. And, and the whole like like running out of the water, running straight to the house, shower doesn't sure. help. Like everybody's you know, gonna piss on you. I didn't even know that was a thing that so nobody peed on me. I just oh. like suffered for twenty four hours until the venom like wore its course. But yeah, fuck those little bastards. You can't even like squish them. No, you can't. You can't do shit about it. You're in Monsters. their biome. They're gonna destroy you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, I was even I was minding my own business. So that'd be my animal contribution. Also, I just discovered we have seven minutes on the clock so what what an odd number it was uh, i half know hour? so i guess so anyway so all right uh, let's, let's, let's hammer this. what's, your, what's so, your third uh my third is uh sudden and unstoppable cataclysm something like a like a giant comet or just like eh, like <laughs> <laughs> i thought you said unstoppable catechisms oh that's like, uh, <laughs> that's <too. laughs> <laughs> no, like I don't know, like uh, 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 fucking Yellowstone erupting, or, sure, or a comet yes. just wiping us out, and just like, oh well, that happened. Nothing anybody could do about it. Yeah, see those bummer. I don't, fear, I don't fear the thing that is totally out of control, like out of control. I, like, that's, that's that's precisely why I, <laughs> I fear it. Like I hate oh, it. Man, that I sucks. hate the idea of not having yeah. control. Like oh, we're here, we're fucked. Yeah, we're fucked. Um, we're done. <laughs> Oh, look, the sun yeah. just grew three sizes in the course of, I don't know, a Christmas week or whatever. Oh, so, that's fucking funny. Yeah. Jesus. Unstoppable <laughs> catechism. The um, unstoppable catechism. That's beautiful. First cartoon show. Uh, so I think for my second, which would probably be more of my first, but for my first, it's like, I think our first is probably explain. going to be similar. <laughs> Second, for me, and it's this is a true thing that you probably, I'm sure you haven't got to yet. Um, I, I have a deeply seated fear of like parental failure, um, like sure. just general, like general failure. 
but particularly as applies to like the role as as father provider. Sure. Not that I'm on the verge of it, but like or anything like that. But like, I'll if I were to have like a nightmare, that would be one of those like like tangible physical ones that would make me wake up and sweat. And and you know, yeah, sometimes in like in moments you really when like certain life curveballs hit like that that real visceral fear of of failing as a as a parent that would hurt yeah no i while i can't necessarily like sympathize with it like i've been on the empathizing like on the or on like the receiving end of that and like on the other hand like i could also see like entirely like the fear of disappointment and like it's your kid because it wears a, it can wear a lot of masks like sure. under that one umbrella you know so that's very good too. yeah no, that's a good one uh so my next one uh is the concept of a boltzmann brain are you familiar with this concept no but i must be okay so uh all right it's kind of like a um a thought experiment by this old dead guy named ludwig boltzmann uh like 18 like early 1900s i think is when okay. he died uh and basically the gist is like uh in a large enough uh galaxy in space or like a universe in space uh there are certain different kinds of like entropy equilibriums and thermodynamic shit going on right and in a chaotic enough um thermodynamic field like you could basically start getting these random fluctuations different things that can happen statistically um and basically a boltzmann brain is what if in the infinite universe and with like the infinite amount of time um a brain or an intelligence just like all of the stars line up all of the matter lines up and like a giant brain is effectively created and like it's kind of like uh this is a real theory no this is like a thought experiment uh okay. this is uh like uh this, like this ego the you? living planet right like from the marvel movie with with fucking kurt russell um okay. like what all if right. uh like something out there like the stars align and just like a big intelligence is made um usually like planet sized or some sort of like astronomical size um and it's just fascinating and i don't know like i like to look out to the stars and i know how old things are and like how big spaces to like or at least have like some like glint of a concept of it there's a lot of space and a lot of time out there crazy shit could happen i don't know some sort of random intelligence out there that just spawned not unlike us eh. Eh. yeah i've seen the battleship movie yeah yeah all right what's the number one well, all right. So, in, in the interest of time, here is what we're at a ticker. We've got one I mean, minute, one minute, fifty seconds. Oh shit! Really? Hammer, go, well, go, right, go. So number one would be clowns. In any normal answer, oh my god, clowns. Because obviously, clearly, they're the fucking monster cloaked in demons, wrapped in, in sin. But what spurred me to this list was because of all this shit going on in the world. I realized I had a terrifying fear of like being an expatriate, and. That's weird because I've lived abroad as a younger person without any fear, but now as like a 40-something, 
where like everything I know about functioning in society, like from finances to like home ownership to navigating just the world, you know, around me is all based on the culture of the United States. And uh, the idea of being like uprooted and dropped in another uh, complete culture, uh, it made me like literally like start to like, like heart palpitations. And like listening to lines led by donkeys, because uh, whichever one of the dudes is like living in Armenia, like he had to, like he was telling us an anecdote about having to hire a plumber, you know. And I don't know, it just made me think like, holy fuck, as a as a twenty something, no problem. But now as where I'm at in my life now, oh my god, please let me stay in this shit box that is America. I do not want to be, you know, living abroad, even though you know, I'd love to travel abroad, but like literally living. That's what it was. Sure. I could, I could definitely see that. Hello, friends. Uh, this is Rob Bass, and at this point in time, my Zoom call had crashed, uh, and so I wanted to go ahead and in post give you guys my number one top fear, uh, which was the not so sudden and entirely preventable cataclysm. We're playing off of uh, a little bit of Nick and my earlier points, but. Uh, just the idea of there are so many things around us that we could, uh, uh, through, uh, discussion, diplomacy, reasoning, and collective effort, uh, we could pull together and, and prevent, uh, a lot of potential problems that we as, uh, people face. And, uh, the idea of us just collectively not rising to the challenge or rising to the challenge and uh, just kind of failing seems uh, particularly grim. So uh, on that note, I hope you guys had a wonderful spooky season. Thank you guys for listening. If you like what you heard, go ahead and give us five stars. Tell us what your favorite horror movies or are. What your favorite horror movies are. (laughs) And also, if you want to tell us your top fears, you can do so on any of the social medias. All you have to do is search at GeekCast Live. You can also check out the website that I made at violentpress.com. You can also go and if you feel like uh, supporting our network, go and head on over to patreon.com slash geekcast live and throw us some ducats. And if you want to get some sweet merch, you can go to gcl.threadless.com. Thank you guys very much. Have a wonderful week. Hey, everyone. Nico here again. And as we always like to do about this time, we've got to send a shout out and a big thank you to all of our supporters uh, on Patreon and on all the socials, all the folks that help make this thing go. You know who you are. We love you. Our man, Danger Johnson. Brandon Rust, Kelly Shuttlewood, the Poly Nerds, Lada Bartova, Jesse G. Letourneau, Lemon Wedge, uh, Scott S. I don't know if that's, I'd like to people to stick with their whole name. Big Pickleson, Little Eddie Horsecock, Big Frank Micropenis, but that's not spelled the way you think it is. It's spelled like a Frenchman. The Clicker from Boston, Chud Thune, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., uh, different one. Uh, Stan Lee from Beyond the Grave. Rip. Night City's finest juggalo. Steve. Nick Kroll. Not that Nick Kroll. It's both a C. 
Four Finger Emily, uh, Little Titty Baby, The K-Man, Jew Dave, Dave the Fish, and the embodiment of Skulldudgery. You know who you are. If we forgot you, write in. We'll add you to the list. Thank you, as always. And uh, we miss you, poopsies. See you soon. Check, man.